A wild LVSG podcast has appeared. LDSGamers.com Welcome, everybody, to the LDSG podcast for October 2016. Uh, we're gathered together here. Um, my name is Dr. Tech, MD, um, our good and uh, faithful leader, LDSG Ghost. He is uh, unable to attend this or host this podcast due to some dental problems he uh, recently encountered. Um, we heard that he's doing well, so that's always good. Uh, the dentist might not have been made it. I don't know. I've, it's still out. We're decided. I'd have lost a finger or something, but we hope uh, he can um, have a good recovery. So, so we'll see him soon. So we are joined together by three of my good friends. Uh, Paul. Simple, ninety. Hey guys. We're also gathered with uh, Martin Luther Bling, and yes, that's his. That's his really cool username, by the way. Hey guys. And we also have Mech WD. What's up, everyone? So we're glad to have you all again here. Um, we try and we're doing a pretty good job trying to get these podcasts out monthly, right? Um, we're getting a lot of different hosts and a lot of different um, people on, and just kind of get the feel of the LG, LDSG community. And speaking of community, uh, it's time for an update. So um, we currently are let's see running. 935 people on our discord channel which is really awesome um there is a um a rumor and uh ghost really wants you to say this is a rumor because once we hit a thousand members um there was a rumor floating around that ghost would buy us all pizza so what that eventually turned into was a thousand members and ghost would probably buy one pizza gift card for someone to be raffled off to so, um, so he, him and his family will be able to eat for the next month because he made that decision. So we commend him for it <laughs> instead of buying a thousand pizzas. So. <laughs> that, that raffle is How about some ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> that raffle is between the staff members, correct? Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> No exclusivity agreements here. Okay, he's just buying so. pizza for all this staff. But ice cream might be actually a good idea. You can say, hey, just go to McDonald's, and you know they got those free kid cones, right? Just ask for those. Say, go sent you, and then you'd you be good to go, right? Aren't we known for our uh, ice cream socials? We're, we're famous worldwide for them. Yep. Uh, depend. Well, okay, so okay, we got to say, like, what's your favorite ice cream right now? If, if, if you live in Utah, which is usually where we're congregated, what, what's your favorite ice cream in Utah? My favorite ice cream in, in Utah. Oh, my favorite ice cream is not in Utah. But my favorite ice cream in Utah is not ice cream. It's frozen custard. Uh, is it Nielsen's? Nielsen's oh, is pretty good. Nielsen, Nielsen's is good. Nielsen's is way good. Um, Dude, my, my favorite place, uh, 
was uh, another frozen custard place um, in the town next to mine growing up called Greg's Frozen Custard. As in Mundelein, Illinois, or as we referred to their high school, Mundel Slime. <laughs> yeah, frozen custard is definitely an Eastern thing. They just kind of started coming out west with Culver's and so so what smooth. Was the other one called Coney's. I don't know Coney's, but Culver's is really good. I think Culver's started in Wisconsin. So yeah, Culver's is solid. And I'd have to say Rita's because they have frozen Ooh, custard too. Yeah. And, uh, but Rita's, the, it, that Italian ice man, oh, so good. Do you get it with with it together? Oh, I, I can take it all the ways, but like I'll do it in the shake where they just mix it all together. I'll oh, do I haven't it had the shake. Do it on top and stuff. And... Yeah, I've had that one. They, they have a Rita's at the um, Colorado Rapids games. And I always pick one up when I'm watching a soccer game. What about you, Nick? Um, my favorite would have to be the pina colada uh, ice cream. It is so delicious. It has little mm. chunks of uh, pineapple in it. and Oh, my gosh. It is so good. Who makes it? Uh, dryers, I think. I, huh. I'm not exactly sure. It's one of the ones that you get inside the you know Walmart. Um, but it is so delicious. I'll have to try that. I love pina colada. I think I've had that once or twice before. It is really good. Nothing better. <laughs> what about you, Paul? My favorite ice cream, I haven't had it in a long time, but it's our Rite Aid. It's the chocolate oh, malted crunch. Dude, you're calling my name. <laughs> chocolate malted crunch from Rite Aid was my thing back in like middle school. We'd always go there after school. So from good. Rite Aid? I never thought from of going Rite to Rite Aid to get your ice cream. Well, it used to be what's called Thrifty, which which had ice cream since like the 50s. They had oh, like yeah. the standard stand there. And they got this special uh, like circular scoops. You know what I'm talking about? It's kind of cylindrical. They had a little cylindrical uh, ice cream yeah. scooper. Like little cans of ice cream essentially and going onto the cone. Yeah, yeah there, there's a good Walgreens brand ice cream. It's... Uh, waffle cone it's got chunks of waffle cone in the ice cream but it's it's like oh. it's like four or five bucks for one of those tiny little carton things it's so expensive so i never get it but i've had the that that is so delicious i i i get that when i don't get the pina colada yeah <clears throat> awesome well now that we're significantly sidetracked we are We'll try. <laughs> now that I want ice cream too, that's the problem. Hey, there's always room for that's ice cream on the podcast, and in your belly, <laughs> just fills in the cracks. Nice little filler in there. Yeah, fills in the cracks of the heart. <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, so we have 935 people in the Discord uh, cha- um, server. Uh, we're growing like crazy. Um, we have uh, usually about. Right now we had 109 concurrent at like 9 o'clock at night. 119, sorry. And that's that's really good. Um, the more people we have in there, the more people that can find groups together. Um, I know, I remember, you know, a couple months ago when, um, when we were playing Destiny all together, you know, we could probably get one or two raid groups. But I think we had, what, a max of like six this time, Paul, or something like that, running at once. Wow. That was amazing. 
Like that's wow. that's really cool. It's we've really grown ever since the the new expansion came out. People have been looking to us to kind of group together, and it's been really fun. Um, yeah, we're also. Um, Mech, did you did you read that hype article yet? Um, yes, I have. Do you want to kind of um, tell us what's going on with that or hype it up? Uh, it's been a few days, so I don't know if I'm best one to talk about it. I didn't read it either, so. Um, but yeah, we have another article coming in, so just watch the website for that. It's all about hype, so uh, how hype kind of um, kind of gets into our gaming habits sometimes. I'm pretty hyped and, um, about it. Can... <laughs> pretty hyped. I do know that it is an, an excellent companion to the article that, that I wrote, the one that talks about if we're expecting too much for from our games. Um, it's almost like a, a sister article, so it goes along really nicely. So it'll, it'll be a great article. I do remember it is an, uh, a really great read. I don't remember the specifics, and I, I guess I kind of don't want to, to spoil the article yeah. before everyone gets a chance to, to read it and enjoy it. But... Yeah, it, it's going to be a good one. Yeah, there's this is going along a lot with the um, the No Man's Sky debacle. Um, you want to tell a little bit about that, Paul? Oh, like No Man's Sky getting yeah, overhyped. Yeah, it was just it, the main reason was the a lot of the press shots they had were like the best of the best in the game, as most press shots are. But the average user experience is about twenty percent of that level. Well, and, and the which is which is just nowhere near what you should be pushing out in a release. Even if you're having a delay and delay and delay, you should just keep delaying it if it's going to be this bad of an experience. And like, like I think it was about like ten or fifteen things they promised were going to be in the game still aren't in, mm-hmm. and the game's been out for like how long now six months yeah and and there's been no communication from hello games about when it will be added they haven't said anything at all in like a month and a half yeah Yeah, the the day their pc release happened their twitter like shut down like they just haven't talked since the pc release date yeah i think august 18th was the last time they they actually tweeted and before that they were all you know tweeting every day marketing and everything all of a sudden just like dead silence so i know steam is is like a bunch of users tried to do a false advertising lawsuit against them and stuff like Mm -hmm. that it's it's just got it just got (laughs) hugely (laughs) overhyped But uh, but yeah, interesting subject case. But um, yeah, so um, we release these articles as as fast as we can, you know. Um, but you know, we always could use more help. So if anybody's listening to this podcast, if anybody's you know attributes of themselves as an LDS gamer, we'd love to have you just uh, talk to us and say, hey, just throw some ideas out. Say, hey, I'd love to write about this because I'm passionate about this, and I'd I'd love to get this, and and we will totally you know. Take, take your article and we'll get it up on on the stuff and we'll credit you and it'll it'll look nice on Mech's uh, website his perfect website. Uh, so Thank you. <laughs> Mech, by the way, is our is our website builder. He built our website and like I said, it's it's amazing. Like I can't say how Thanks. how much I love it because it's our like, current man. amazing web admin. 
We'll be, be looking forward to some new cool features in the upcoming months. I do have some pretty cool plans. I don't want to spoil anything about it right now, but but I will be making some really cool improvements that I think the community will like. Hype train. Hype train. Hype train. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Um, so, moving on to game releases. Um, so there's actually quite a few... Um, Games coming out this for October. October, I didn't think would be one of those, but um, the big one is I think PlayStation VR is coming out. Um, do you know Paul or Mike how many um, how many games are coming out with that at, at release? Uh, I I saw an article today about it. It, it. it was a whole bunch of like little or known games, or like I couldn't remember any triple A games. I know there's a fairly average Batman game that is uh, that is coming out for it. I think it. that yeah, one actually is the best here. reviewed of all the the launch titles for PlayStation VR. I think it was like a 78 on Metacritic, which is pretty decent. Uh, for what game? For the Arkham VR game. Cool. I saw yeah, I love the I know, it's pretty well reviewed. I, I know IGN was kind of making fun of that game because you could... Like see yourself in the mirror, dressed up as Batman, and kind of like move your arms and head, um, <laughs> like like in any VR game. And they're like doing "I'm a little teapot." On it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I love the art. I love the Batman sure. games. It was like I've never felt a game before that made me feel more like the character than you know. Assassin's Creed was kind of like that, but Batman just killed it. I mean, it was. I love the Batman series and I always play it now as I'm, you know, scouring the rooftops as Batman. I was like, dude, I'm a crime fighter. I know it. You know, a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of the reviews that I, that I saw of this Batman VR game, they said you kind of get to feel that way. Like you get to be the detective uh, version of Batman, but not the the ninja mm. version of Batman. <laughs> they don't want anybody pulling a hamstring or breaking <laughs> anything, so they're like, "Nope, nope, you guys are just detectives. You all you do is talk to people <laughs> and write stuff down." Why didn't I just <laughs> make you Commissioner okay. Gordon? <laughs> that probably wouldn't sell as well. Commissioner Gordon VR. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> Honestly, a, a good detective VR game would be kind of cool. I'd I'd play it. Yeah. Oh no, that would be cool. Like, That'd be kind of so, fun. Yeah, you'd give a whole new depth to you know studying your environment. Right. Yeah, kind of like the room type of games, you know, where you're kind of in there and solving the puzzles and trying to figure stuff out. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. What a good is VR has so many, so many, so much potential, right? And we're just at the very early stages at this be- at this beginning part. And people were like, "Oh, well, is that it?" It's like, "Well, you got to look past that because you know." You, know, you, you got to look past. Some, eventually, we're going to find a way that you know people won't get as nauseous when they're in there. And um, but I mean, it can it can change a lot of lives. I mean, I have I had this feeling that there's there's a possibility. Obviously, you have to have you know, no one's going to want to be in there the whole time, or at least doctors will tell, will tell you specifically <laughs> not to, right? Yeah. But it has a lot of capabilities to have you know people with handicaps, you know, to experience different things that they normally couldn't. Um, and it just it has a lot of different capabilities that I'm, I'm really uh, looking forward to. So. Yeah, I just hope it gets a big enough install base in this first generation that developers will actually develop stuff for it. Because I, I, 
I'm worried that with the price point where it is, there just aren't going to be enough people that buy it. And, you know, it, it could end up like the Connect or something like that. Well, VR is still like in that early development stage where you kind of have to put tons of money forward to get it off, get off the, the starting ground, I guess, the right. starting line. Right. And so like we're, we're still that far in. Like The cheapest thing you can get is PlayStation VR, and even then it's still like, what, $300? It's... It's, it's 400 for the base, right. but you probably want to get it into the bundle where it gives you the little move sticks, the camera, you know, a, a little game to play with it and the device. And I think it even gives you some headsets and that one's $500. But even then, it is still cheaper than all the other uh, uh, VR options like the Definitely. Oculus. Yeah, the Oculus and right. the Vive and all that. Yeah, especially since you don't have to buy a $1,300 computer to run it, right? Just a $300 yeah. <laughs> PlayStation 4 would work. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah, well, back in the 80s, the, the thing is people sometimes don't realize that back in the 80s, we had technically had this type of technology, the VR technology. Mm-hmm. Um, we had it, but it was just really expensive. I mean, really expensive, and mostly because, the you know, the cost of computing was so much, you know, larger back then when, you know, the megahertz and the RAM and everything else was very expensive. And uh, to render all that in real time, it was impossible. So it had to be done as a game format, and, you know. But it is you know, with the invention of the mobile phone, the smartphone, it's kind of starting to really take off. And because pretty much all these headsets are basically just a phone in front of your face now. So with uh, magnifying glasses to kind of adjust it, so it's really helped fuel that. I think. But, yeah. You know, back in the old day, it didn't help that, you know, devices like Nintendo's Virtual Boy, you know, <laughs> were just complete dismal experiences. Mm-hmm. So that didn't help that. Mm-hmm. But now we have the technology where not everything is giving you, you know, headaches because everything's just a single color. Right. It gives you headaches for a totally new reason. <laughs> <laughs> and makes you puke. <laughs> yeah. And a funny, funny factoid also is that um, the it's not confirmed i guess but they're thinking the reason why so many people get nauseous is because virtual reality is kind of comparable to um eating something very poisonous and hallucinating and so what they're saying is that your body he's like wait a second you know i'm in this outer world but my body knows i'm planted here in my couch like there's a difference between here and then it's like oh wait you threw up something and your brain's response is you need to throw up but you know because you have something in your stomach that's kind of all and i was like oh huh. yeah, actually good that's actually interesting make sense. <laughs> the the theory i've heard well i guess this isn't really a theory but with motion sickness um typically it occurs when you feel movement that you can't see which is why you get sick on a big cruise ship where you're like in the middle of a boat and you're feeling the boat moving, but your surroundings are all seem to be still relative to you. And then the the other one is if you see motion, but don't feel it. So like if you're in a VR game and you're sitting still, but it seems like, like you're in an airplane or something in the game and you see that motion, but you don't feel it. Um, I, I was reading about this one, VR game where you're playing as a baby and uh in the in the <laughs> baby similar 2016 well, it wasn't just a VR game it was a a game that they added VR support for and 
in this game, lots of times the baby, because it's a stupid baby, will just kind of stumble around and not be able to walk straight because it's a baby. And it was making people really sick to play in VR because all of a sudden you're just like moving around while you're just walking forward. You're moving side to side a bunch and people were getting really sick playing this game because they weren't actually experiencing that movement in real life. They were just seeing it and it made people really uneasy. By the way, guys, don't buy that game. Just come over to my house. It's baby simulator like all the time. So <laughs> she'll throw up on you. She'll need to change diapers, whatever, man. <laughs> Just come on over. Smell of vision. Smell of vision. It's oh boy. That's that's the uh, the next improvement in technology. No, thank you. I'll pass on that. <laughs> cool. Um, so yeah. So uh, with some other game releases, we got let's see, off October seventh, Paper Mario Color Splash. No, a lot of people. I think that's for the 3DS, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, a lot of people are looking forward to that. Um, Gears of War 4 um, comes out October 11th um, Battlefield 1 which I'm amazed because they just had the open beta but that comes out this month at the end of October, October 21st um, man, the EA pumps out titles so stinking fast man. But wasn't, wasn't, the, wasn't the beta like last month? yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the multiplayer beta I yeah. think the campaign was pretty much finished I think they just needed to fine tune the multiplayer from what I what I was reading so yeah <clears throat> and the last guardian October 25th does anybody know anything about that didn't that get pushed Finally back coming out. I know right <laughs> I thought that got pushed back again did it get pushed it? back I, I, I thought I heard that too was it like December they're coming yeah, out yeah it, it got pushed did back they? to or, December or Q1 2017 December 6 mm-hmm. 2016 is the release date right now alright GameSpot needs to update their release schedules apparently well, that's your problem, GameSpot. <laughs> <laughs> Is that still a GameSpot. website? I remember GameSpot back in the day, dude. It was the only place, other than IGN, was the only place to get info. info. That and GameFAQs.com. You know, and it was like, you know, at the beginning of the internet and whatnot. And you had, to go, to, like, you had to go to GameTrailers.com to watch Game Trailers. <laughs> and before YouTube was a thing. And then Definitely. YouTube became a thing and Game Trailers died. R.I.P. Oh, our, game, our gamer age is showing, guys. Come on. Let's get this back. Game trailers died because they were putting out some painfully awkward videos that just needed to die. <laughs> harsh. <laughs> harsh. I actually really liked their game reviews. I thought they did a good job on their like official reviews, but yeah, I didn't Are watch... Are you talking IGN or GameSpot? Game trailers. Oh, game trailers. That's right. One time I wanted to I was on PlayStation, and my friend had bought that new Star Wars uh, fighter, like the it's like Street Fighter but Star Wars characters, and so huh. I went to the local library because I didn't have any access to my house, and I printed all the moves, and I paid <laughs> printed like a hundred pages, <laughs> and the girl at the girl at the computer lab just looked at me like you're you know those five cents a piece right? I'm like, uh, <laughs> no one told me that. <laughs> oh. Times you guys don't even know how good you have it nowadays, right? I used to always go it's to cheatpcc.com. Cheatpcc, yeah, Cheat I do remember that one too. Just get all my stuff from there. Get my Tony Hawk Pro uh, Skater cheat codes. <laughs> Infinite grind. Infinite grind, yeah, I totally remember that. 
Who needs cheat codes when you got Game Shark, right? Exactly. Game Don't Shark. use it with Donkey Kong 64. It'll break your game. Really? Yeah. Did that happen to you? <laughs> From no, personal experience? I, I didn't, but I, I watched a thing about it. Yeah, if you um, saved the game with a cheat enabled on Game Shark, not only would it corrupt your save, it would just break the game. The game wouldn't even you couldn't even start wow. a game do? after oh, that wow. yeah yeah see that's why cartridges are going bye-bye except now there's rumored that they're coming back with uh, the nintendo nx so we'll see which which actually... you've been playing so i i yeah, trust yeah. you on that <laughs> <laughs> you must know. that's part of his nda you can't talk about it no my discord says it does say i'm playing with my nintendo nx but what i didn't tell anybody it's in my dreams so so it's actually um, good. Um, I don't know. Ask me in, in, a in your dreams. It's, it's <laughs> <good>. <laughs> um, so we also have a Skyrim special edition. Um, Skyrim. No, oh, it's gonna be so cool. I've actually been playing a little bit of the um, um, playthroughs on, on my stream the past couple nights. It's so fun. I was like, oh, I remember this. This is really cool. Like I remember spending hours just engrossed in the whole world, but. Um, but yeah, they upgraded the graphics. Um, they'll release it for Xbox One and PS4, right, Mac? Uh, yeah. Well, PC as well, but they get it for free. I mean, us console users have to pay for it again. I mean, PC can just do it themselves <laughs> if they wanted. Yeah. And in case you haven't uh, heard the news, PS4 will be getting mod support. They are. Wow. Yeah. Is that full yeah. mod support or just specifics or? Um, if, what I heard is it's full mod support. Um, there is a size limit to it, and they have to use in-game assets. So you can't use external assets. So don't be looking for like improved faces or anything no, like no that. No Iron Man, just, Skyrim. No Iron Man, <laughs> unless someone can really fudge some texture. <laughs> no Thomas the Trank Engine Dragons. Dang it. Yeah, sadly. Oh, not worth it. it. Not, not even worth it. <laughs> oh, that game. It reminds me so much of like all the games we used to mod before, and just, it would just get so crazy with how many mods you can put on that thing. You just have it. it. It's like a challenge. Like, how many mods can you put on this before I crash the game? It's so fun. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like typical, right? They're making us pay for the consoles, even though, you know, the PC just gets it for free. Because it's like easily transferable, and I, I like I'm a, I'm a PC guy, and I always have been. But I I've recently kind of doubled down on consoles now because it's just more convenient. I can play from my couch. I can play from pretty much anywhere with the Windows anywhere, Xbox stream or whatever. I can play my thing. It's just I, I love the social aspect of the Xbox with the sharing of everything. But you know I, I always it's like it makes sense in my financial mind to buy it on PC because I wait six months till it's out. It's gone down what ninety percent in value. I can buy it for ten percent on the dollar, mm-hmm. and it's like. I get to keep it forever as long as I have a PC that can run it, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, whereas Xbox, you know, I have to buy the game here and there, and I'll have to buy a new Xbox later and get the Scorpio. And it's just like, it's annoying, but for some reason, I just, I've been enamored by consoles lately. Yeah. But, yeah, I feel the yeah. same way. That, well, I don't know. I, I've been converting more and more over to PC, but. There are just some things that I can't play on PC. Like I'm terrible with a mouse and keyboard, so 
I can't play shooters on PC because I'll just get wrecked by everybody. And then some games like I'm a big FIFA player. I can't play FIFA on PC because cheating is just so rampant on PC that like I could never make it to the top divisions in online play because I'm just going to come up against cheaters and it's impossible to win. So there, there's some stuff that I'll probably always play on console and have to deal with, you know, 30 FPS or 900 P or whatever, but such is life. (laughs) Hard life we have, right? You can't play uncharted on uh, PC either. Or Halo, or Destiny. Or, Destiny. or you can do Halo now, actually. Yeah, Halo 5 Forge is free. Yeah, it's all that. Pretty cool. Also, also, you can do Halo Online, which is like a Halo 3 port. From Russia, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because, yeah. so, they were going to release it in Russia, but they've actually stopped that project. Oh, did they? It never, got, never fully got released. So the people who were been modding it to release it here are actually the only people working on it right now. Huh. huh. It's actually really good. It's, it's it's always been pretty good, but even better than it was before now too. That's kind of cool. All right, so and also Titanfall two October twenty eighth. I thought that yes. was pushed back too, wasn't it? No, it's October twenty eighth. I can't believe I can't believe EA are no, releasing two shooters a week apart. That's crazy, huh? But then again, it's EA, so it's. <laughs> I know it just it seems like kind of a dumb decision because the first titanfall did really well for a while and then it got killed off when other shooters came out and it's like if battlefield comes out a week earlier is anyone even going to care about titanfall 2 we'll see i mean it's it's a different kind of game but i don't know i feel like there has to be a balance because i feel like gamers gamers will play a game that they like for a long time right but the more times that, you know, everybody competes, like, heavy competition, mm-hmm. even against themselves at this point, right, against Battlefield 1 and Titanfall 2, it's like they make us more fickle with, with our choices, saying, okay, well, every, all my friends are playing this, so i got to go play it with them, even though I just bought this game and I haven't really, you know, got the maximum potential out of it and stuff. It's competition is fierce. Struggle's real, bro. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. I'll probably buy whichever one goes on sale first. <laughs> <laughs> you would probably everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Which, whichever one I can pick up for like thirty bucks first, I'll I'll buy. He's like hovering over the Steam the Steam store. He's like, which one are you going to do it? Which one's you going to drop first? <laughs> They're both in his wish list. He's going to put up the email that comes first and said, "Hey, your one of these is on sale." Yep. <laughs> He's like, which one is it? <laughs> both of them. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Go check, out, check out the bigger discount. That one did. Okay. By a cent. So, Sim Paul, what color is the dress? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> it's it only or- like six months ago. It's orange and green. Glad. <laughs> <laughs> Fuchsia and. <laughs> Um, yeah, that was one of our little quotes that we had to put in here. Yeah. Still trying to figure out. 
So, moving on to our podcast title discussion. Um, so, I hope we have some sports fans out there. Uh, I know gamers sometimes <clears throat> have a mixed, uh, s- what should I say, mixed uh, opinions about sports in general, <laughs> I should say, in real life and in the video game world. But uh, we're going to talk a little bit about sport games. Um, and we have a couple people that have uh, played quite a few of them in different areas. Um, so, uh, let me just start out. What I remember... When I had an NES, we one of our favorite games was golf. Just NES golf, right? This was a little pudgy guy and a little mustache, and you couldn't change your character or anything from what I remember. And you just, it was seriously, it was one flat screen, the golf course, it looked like an overview of, the, of, of a golf hole, and we had a little guy in the corner with a little swing that, um, that you'd have to tap, and then it would just go in. Um, you choose your club and whatnot. And me and my dad, we used to play that like all the time. And it was so simple, right? It was such a simple game, but we still got found a lot of lot of cool um, times with it. And it's just it, from then on, like we would play. Also, NBA Jam was a big game we used to play. Me and my dad, I remember um, on the Super NES um, and also in the arcade. And it was fun. I mean, like we played sports together. I mean, yeah, sure, we played basketball too in real life, right? But we also loved uh, playing NBA Jam together and kind of, you know, jamming on each other and whatnot. But, um, but yeah, I mean, like a lot of us grew up, and sports has been a huge part of gaming, um, and probably doesn't get all the credit it should. But um, sports games were were a big part of of the gaming experience from from the beginning, I think. Um, mostly because it's so relatable, right? I mean, people have played these sports in real life, and they're like, well, playing them in the video game allows them to, you know, make a hole in one, whereas in real life, you would probably never be able to do that unless you actually practiced every day and got really lucky, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? <clears throat> yeah, I I played a lot of sports games growing up. Um, now it's pretty much <clears throat> FIFA, but uh, occasionally, if there's a really good sale, I'll pick up a basketball game or something like that um i played one of the successors to nba jam a lot on n64 nba hang time and that game was a ton of fun just all the ridiculous slam dunks and the announcers like boom shakalaka and slam a lemma ding dong (laughs) and uh Yeah, playing playing those games was a lot of fun, and then I I liked the Mario sports games as well, like Mario Tennis and Mario Golf. Um, those were a lot of fun, but yeah, F- FIFA is the main sports title for me right now. What about you, Paul? Uh, I'm not really a big sports game person. That's just me. Because I feel like I can't do all the things I would actually do in an actual game, like in the game itself, for the most part anyway. But, um, like, for, like for me, I guess, most of the physical sports games anyway, if we're talking about other things like racing games, like racing and sports, a sport. yeah. sports racing, that's my kind of stuff. I love rally. Rally is good, especially the same thing with uh, Formula One. All those are good. Um, I guess with one of the most recent games coming out, Forza Horizon 3, 
Oh, I love Forza Horizon. Always good games. <laughs> the original was good. Number two was even better. And then number three just iterated on top of that to make it even more amazing. Graphics um, are killer. Like the graphics. And this is the first one I released on PC as well. I've been playing it on my PC. And on my 1070, it was like, okay, we're going to pick Ultra for you. I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, score. Finally, I get a game with Ultra. It's amazing. It actually looks... The only, the only problem I have is I get some frame stutters every once in a while. But that's just... Do you have a racing wheel? Unacceptable. What was that? Time for a 1080. Yeah. Do you have a racing wheel? Well, it's 1070, but... Yeah, yeah. Time to go for the 1080 if you're getting frame stutters. <laughs> Not good I enough. have a buddy with a, a 980 Ti that's also getting frame stutters. It's basically the same, basically right? The same like card. the, the 1070 yeah. and 980 Ti are... Pretty, performance it's, ratio, yeah, yeah, pretty much the yeah. same. But yeah, that's or price crazy. performance ratio, I guess. See, that's the problem with PC, man. It's never good enough, right? Yeah, it's just like, there's yeah. always some kind of upgrade you can throw in. Yeah, if I'm in a game and I'm getting like 58 FPS, I'm like pulling my hair out, like, okay, what do, what do I need to upgrade next? I'm not getting good enough frame rate. My next upgrade is monitors because I've got these five year old, not even five year old, like ten year old. 1080p monitors, 21 and a half inch suckers. Yeah. Yeah, my uh, my next uh thing is also going to I'm going to get a 27 inch 1440p monitor. Oh yeah. So that, that's well, going back to Forza. Me. Sorry. <laughs> Stay on topic here. Um if you're wondering what Forza is, it's a racing game, but if you but everyone knows racing games, you got arcade style racing and simulation kind of racing. Burnout type, yeah. Forza Horizons right in the middle where you can have the arcade style of play or you can tweak it so it's more the simulation style of play as well which is really kind of cool that you can kind of play both aspects within the same game and it's got this big old like free roam open area like the original two kind of like had you limited where you could actually drive this one i've only found one wall i couldn't go past and i've been driving Mm. everywhere so oh, that's pretty cool. So it's like open world sort of type. Super. This, open this one world. is in Australia. Yep, it's right smack dead in the middle of yeah, Australia. Cool. You go between. Uh, I don't know. If I, I think it's a real place, Byron Bay. It's like the east easternmost point or westernmost point of Australia. Okay. And you're like you go from there and you go inland a bit and you go like I guess a little bit more north, and that's like your area of where you're at. That's cool. I'm still waiting for the racing game that partners with Google Maps. And just, you can just, it just, you can drive, you know, you have rendering just the whole map system and you can just drive wherever you want to go. That'd be cool. But yeah, I remember back in, uh, me and my friend in high school, he was a big uh, Gran Turismo guy. And Gran Turismo basically is, Forza is like Microsoft's answer to Sony's Gran Turismo. Isn't that right, Paul? Uh, original in a lot of ways. Yeah, Forza, Forza Motorsport. Motorsport is their um, it's is their combatant Gran Turismo. Yeah, because yeah. they're both it... they're both sim racers with the actual tracks. They've like laser like uh, scanned and everything. And yeah, so me and my friend in high school, he was a big he was a big uh, Gran Turismo guy, and he would do like. Like try to max out one hundred percent of that game, and it's really hard because there's so many achievements and so many races. And I remember one time I came over to his house. I'm like, "Dude, where have you been?" He's like, "Oh, I've been doing this endurance race." I was like, "On Grand Tour as well?" He's like, "Yeah." I was like, "Well, how long have you been doing it?" 
oh, I'm clocked in at about eight hours right now. <laughs> I'm oh like, what? <laughs> eight hours? He's like, yeah, I pause every hour, you know, take a break. And I was like, oh, my gosh. He's like, how much do you have left? Oh, probably another five. He's like, I think I'm going to just pause the game for tonight, go to sleep, and I'll finish up in the morning. Oh <laughs> and I'm gosh. like, dude, wow. It's like, but some of the people, they love this sort of stuff, you know? Yeah. They love those types of, of simulations, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, because like, to get into actual racing, it costs, like, millions of dollars. So it's, like, their way to get into it. Right. Exactly. And yeah. that goes for all all sport games in general. Um, I was reading this article about this guy. He says a non-sports fan likes sports games and why. Um, and he was talking a little bit about, like, he's like, well, more when people come to me and talk to me about sports games, it's like, oh, yeah, I like playing FIFA or I like playing Madden. And he's like, well, why don't you just go out? You know, people kind of mock him. It's like, well, why don't you go out and go play the sport for real instead of playing on a, you know, on a computer. And it's like, he's like, well, you guys don't really get it. It's like, I can't go get drafted into the NFL. I can't become a coach instantly and start managing a whole team, but I can in this video game world. And that and they, they find joy in it. They find, they find uh, fulfillment in it. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Plus you get to own all these cool cars. It's like you say, like you say, you're, you're not a billionaire. You probably never, own this amount of cars but you oh, can yeah. in your virtual garage why don't you right? go race a ferrari 458 in real life <laughs> seriously go, go get your local motors rally fight and just run around everywhere you want just you know <laughs> drive across the road in the middle of traffic it's okay oh i watched a horrible video uh, a couple weeks ago this lady backed her car on top of a ferrari 458 Oh my gosh. And the car is just sitting on this Ferrari and everyone's standing around taking videos and screaming at this woman who's just parked her car on a million dollars. Oh, I feel so bad for her now. <laughs> I saw this uh this um YouTube video of this Bugatti Veyron being delivered to this uh to this to this guy who bought one. And it was like it was like a twenty minute video, and for some reason I was just so captivated of watching the thing get outside the back of the truck, like it was wrapped in like foam in the kind of foam lining. All the wheels were individually wrapped with this special like I mean the things of what it's like a four million dollar car, isn't mm-hmm. it? It's, it's like like <laughs> it's crazy, but it's like it took twenty minutes, and I watched the whole thing. I was just in such awe. It was crazy. Um, That's like, like the ultimate unboxing. One scratches. Video. One scratch is like your <laughs> ultimate unboxing. I love it. I would love to watch an unboxing of a Koenigsegg 1-1. Ooh. Is... That would be ridiculous. There's only five in the world of that car. When Is that new? I don't think I've heard of that. It's within the last year. Okay. It's the only car, only production car, that has a 1-to-1 but power-to-weight ratio. So the thing handles that thing handles like a go kart. It's ridiculous. Wow. <laughs> Mario Kart. Mario Kart IRL, to man. Max. <laughs> like throwing bananas out the window. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing about that car, it takes five thousand man hours to make. And it's all done in Sweden at the Koenigsegg factory. That's cool. Wow. Yeah, those those cars are they basically the the scarcity is their business model. So, oh yeah, <clears throat> that's crazy. Um, but I'm actually a big fan of the burnout games, uh, mostly because I get to always, you know, 
uh, what's the what's the term they always use? Break, breakout, burnout. Oh, the one where you try to just Boosted? wreck stuff. You, yeah, you wrecked or. I'm oh, to I love it's, burnout it uh, It's so fun, man. Like me and my friends, we play it for hours, just tr- you know, trying to wreck and. You have the one where you try and jump up the ramp and you try and cause as much mayhem as you can. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bur- Burnout one 3, I played so much. I think Burnout 3 was um, the first one I played. And, yeah, just that mode where you try to cause as much damage as possible. <clears throat> I would just play that with my friends for hours. It was a blast. I remember doing – there was that very specific one of those. You were like in this little tuk-tuk. This tiny little like taxi from India, <laughs> trying to make the most possible. Just I, I can never like get the three stars on that thing, no matter how hard I tried. And I found like every single spot to like land the dang car, and I couldn't get it. <laughs> yeah, you got to get it just right, where you cause enough damage, and then just when you're about to die, you push the button to make it explode, and then you try oh, yeah. to fly and hit more stuff, and it was a lot of fun. I mean, these simulators can be so um, so kind of intense sometimes. It's like, I remember one time, even on my mobile phone, what was that mobile phone? Was it called? Asphalt? Yeah, Asphalt. It was like Asphalt 7 or something, and it reminded me a lot of Breakout on my phone. And I remember I was playing it while I was sitting in the car, while I was sitting in the passenger seat, and then we swapped drivers after. So I put the, the phone away and I, I drove. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to try. I'm going to, tr- oh, t-. like I had the feeling in the like back in my head. Oh, I should try and get this car out so I can get some points, you know, try and tailwind it. And I was like, wait a second. Like that's how like involved it gets into you that it's like, hey, you know, luckily I didn't do that just for, just for. Um... That's why I only do racing games before I'm going to bed. Not before you go to work. <laughs> Not before you go to work. Driving. Yeah. <laughs> Good call, <Yeah>. bud. <laughs> Get kind of reckless, but yeah, I, well, I, I think sit there there in was... traffic all day, so I'm getting my, I get all my anger out by going a racing game. <laughs> <laughs> I know the feeling. Yeah, road rage is real, son. Um, I the the one the game that got me really into racing games at the beginning was San Francisco Rush. Uh, do you guys ever play that on the N64? No. I can't say I did. Oh, man. They had a stunt track, which was the coolest thing ever because you would go and try, as all these bumps and twists and, you know, kind of like the what GTA, I think, is doing right now. Like, there's a lot of racing that's going on now. But the stunt. But, um, yeah, they got a bunch of stunts. Yeah. But, oh, man, I, we, me and my friends, we spent hours just trying to, you know, get a top score and get how many barrel rolls I can do with this car. And we race each other along. It was so fun. But yeah, like all this stuff, I think, um, like I said, these sports games, sports are inherently a group activity, right? So mm-hmm. having friends really helps kind of, you know, facilitate that, uh, that event has helped facilitate how much fun you'll have if you do, if you, if you know, like if you're playing FIFA, if you're playing against each other, right? Or if you're playing NHL or Madden, especially. Um, yes. If you play FIFA, please let me know. Martin Luther Blink, <laughs> please let me know, and I would love to play you. And Martin, one of Martin's us a little be, desperate for friends, guys. One of us will be <laughs> humbled. It will probably be you. <laughs> oh, I hope oh called out. out. I, I hope not because I really need to be humbled because I don't have anyone who will play FIFA with me. Uh, all the people I've played with refuse to play with me now. <laughs> uh, so tell us a little bit about the new FIFA. Uh, sure. FIFA so... Um, the two big new things for me, I play a lot of a game mode called ultimate team. 
um, which is where you collect cards that represent real life players. Uh, and you can either, you know, trade these cards to get coins to buy different cards, or you can collect them and build squads with those players. Um, and, and the fun thing for me is, you know, at the beginning of the year, I'll build a really cheap team. Uh, and then just throughout the year, I slowly improve my squad until at the end of the year, I have a really good team. Um, and you play in divisions. So you'll start in division 10 and based on how you perform online, you try to rank up to get to division one. Um, and the past few years I've, I've made it division one players like really, really good. Um, yes. Uh, the, the past few years I've made it to division one. I've never won the, uh, division one title though. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm a pretty good player where I can make it to that top division, but not super good where I can regularly beat people. Usually I'll make it to the top division and then I lose a bunch of games and go down to division two and then I'll go back. I just go back and forth between the top few divisions, but, um, New things that they've added this year are to Ultimate Team are Squad Builder Challenges, which is more of a single player mode where they'll give you a set of rules to create a squad that you'll then trade in for rewards. So they'll say, you know, build a team that has players from five different leagues and at least three different nations uh, using all gold players or something. and. Um, so you have to try to find, uh, players that fit this squad. And, um, there's also a thing in ultimate team called chemistry where players from the same nation will get chemistry and players from the same league or same team will get chemistry with each other. And basically the more chemistry your team has, the better the players will play. And, Building uh, different squads has always been one of the funnest parts of Ultimate Team for me. So this is a really fun mode, and it's actually a really good way to make coins or collect players without just grinding games. Um, so it's, it's it adds good variety to Ultimate Team. It's almost like a trading card game, right, mm -hmm. in itself. Like, you know, you can buy packs, right, and kind of yeah. get that rare gold card that's going to be a really good player, and then you get to actually play with those players. So yeah. they kind of add trading cards and kind of an element of actual reality of playing. It's a pretty cool idea. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you, you can even just, you know, spend your time on the trading market uh, making coins by buying players cheap and selling them. And sometimes I'll do that. I'll, which is super nerdy but i'll spend like a couple hours just trading players making coins um but the other thing they've added which is really interesting to me as a competitive fifa player is uh fifa ultimate team champions and so during the week um they'll have a tournament uh usually they'll have a new a new tournament every day or two and you'll have two or three attempts to try to win the tournament and if you win any tournament throughout the week you qualify for the weekend league and over the weekend so starting friday afternoon going till monday afternoon um, you play as many games as you can and depending on how many games you win they'll rank you 
uh, and you get certain rewards based on where you finish uh, in comparison to all the other players in the weekend league. So I was actually surprised. I qualified for the, the first weekend league, which starts tomorrow. Um, I qualified on my first day, uh, which I wasn't expecting because last year, usually in tournaments I'd lose, but um, I qualified. And so I'm super excited to play FIFA all weekend and, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's cool. try to try to get some rewards there. Um, like what kind of rewards would you get? So, well, to put it in context, like a, a typical reward for a season, which is, you know, typically about 10 games would be a, a really good reward would be like eight or 10,000 coins in, in game currency. Um, and some of the rewards for the, the top tiers of foot champions are going to be hundreds of thousands of coins and like half a million coins worth of packs to open and so there's it i'm interested to see how high i can finish and what kinds of rewards i could get because uh you know that that could be the main way that i make coins in fifa 17 so um it's interesting that they're kind of changing up the market a lot too because with all the rewards for uh, foot champions, it's going to be inserting a lot more packs into the market, which could see prices for players come down as supply goes up. Um, But with the squad builder challenges, you have all these players trading in uh, players that they're essentially discarding and are disappearing from the market. So it'll be interesting to see how those balance each other out and what happens to the the market um with with the trading market this year um cool and then the other big thing that affected uh fifa ultimate team this year is chemistry so there was a big controversy last year where all the players in ultimate team that weren't in the game day one uh received no benefit or um they weren't affected at all by chemistry so they wouldn't get boosts and their card wouldn't get hurt if they had zero chemistry um and so people were you know in a lot of cases spending thousands of dollars on players in the game that would end up playing no better than a a player worth a tenth of the value um that had chemistry boosts (laughs) and so um you know there was a big controversy over that last year and it, it turned out this glitch had been in the game for years um, and nobody knew about it. EA claimed they didn't know about it. Uh, but th- this year they've fixed it and have come out and said exactly how chemistry works. So um, that's that's an interesting thing now that we understand how it works and what exactly are the benefits to chemistry. It's kind of changed the way I make some of my teams this year where um, – you know, I may pick a player that's a little slower knowing I can get a pretty significant boost to his speed if I apply a certain chemistry style. Um, and then they've also added a story mode, which is okay. Um, it's it's like career mode, but has cutscenes. And it was helped, uh, uh, Bioware helped EA develop this. So 
it's got the same like conversations that you'd see in Dragon Decisions, Age or, right. or uh, uh, Mass Effect. Yeah. Um, so it, it's all right. It's kind of cheesy. And then mm-hmm. there's some career mode changes. I haven't tried career mode yet, but I like it. I still don't know if it's worth, you know, paying 60 bucks every year for the new game. But with the amount of time I put into FIFA, it's, I feel like I get my money's worth. So let's talk a little bit about that too. Um, so racing game or sports games are, you know, really commonly known for having one a new year. And I originally, I think that was because, I mean, roster changes, right? I mean, right. you had a, you had a cartridge and you couldn't download an update like you can today. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But so that's So, Oh, they need to come out with a new game because all the rosters and all the stats have changed. But now, Technically, like I remember, like you can download new rosters for FIFA 15, right? Isn't yeah. that like FIFA 16 or something like that? Yeah, they made and, that backwards compatible. And you get you get updates, you know, every week with stats. I, in FIFA, you know, if a player has a really good week, he could get a stat upgrade. Um, and so you're getting them all year until the new one comes out, and then they stop. And so you you have to buy the new one if you want to keep getting those <clears throat> updates. But you know, I I think a lot of people would be happy to pay an extra twenty bucks and just keep getting the stat updates. Um, but I I don't know. Th- this year is a more significant change for FIFA than most. Usually it's like one new game mode and a tiny little update to career mode. This year they're actually moving over to the. Uh, frostbite engine so, so they changed engines okay. so they changed engines so gameplay is actually has some significant differences um it's a lot slower more physical um which i like but yeah i i don't know it, and just yearly games in general um some games are starting to pull back like assassin's creed isn't going to have a new game this year for the first time in Thank a while. Thank goodness. And uh, I know <laughs> um, Ubisoft has also said they're probably going to take a year off for Far Cry, um, which we've seen. Yeah, we don't have a Far Cry game coming out. Um, they've been doing one every year for a while. So I don't know. Um, diff- different titles handle it differently too, like – yeah. Uh, Call of Duty, we have games every year, but they have different studios working on them. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's definitely you've seen the business model of video games kind of evolve um, and kind of stay at the same at the same time. But I mean, these these companies are under enormous pressure to, to get copies out the door, and it's like mm-hmm. you know, by the fourth or sixth month, if there's no sales on FIFA's 15, and it's already 2016, you know, they're not, they're, they know they're not going to get any more money out of that, so they have to kind of right. move on in order to get the, get the, push those numbers, and it's just, it's, it has a lot to do with Wall Street pushing the, for their number, and you know, profit margin and stuff like that, and you have these indie mm-hmm. companies that are like, oh, we're all about the gamer, you know, we'll talk, you know, we'll take your suggestions and stuff like that, but then you have people like Niantic, who is like, you know, we have our, it, we're, you know, we are us, and you know, we, we don't care too much about the gamers in that regard, right, <laughs> all the Pokemon Go stuff that's been going on, but a lot of people have left the game because they just they're tired of Niantech making really weird moves and not listening to any of the gamer stuff. But it's I mean it's a it's a it's a tough it's a tough business model um, to be in really. 
but they try to make the best of it. And it also, and similar to the tech industry, everything seems to be consolidating. EA, Activision, Blizzard, or oh, like yes. Acti- Blizzard's owned by Activision, but Destiny and Bungie are now opened by they're they're owned by Activision too. So you have all these conglomerates, you know, basically that just own well, all I these think, games. I think Activision is just Bungie's publisher. They don't own. Oh, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. But but they definitely influence some of the stuff they do. Oh yeah, for you sure. Bet. <laughs> um, Special so, after stuff's happening right now. What was that? Especially all the microtransaction stuff's happening right now with the Silver Dust and Destiny. It's all I've, kinds of a I've mess. moved on from Destiny. I'm kind of out of the loop. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? What happened there? Well, oh. so, oh, for you, for for me or for Martin, Paul, uh, for so, so what's happening right now is you can use Silver Dust to buy some things from the Eververse store. But it's 75 silver dust to buy one of the things. And you only get like six silver dust a week for free. Um, otherwise, you got to keep buying these radiant treasure boxes to get a chance at more silver dust. And it's just like, it's basically pay to get those things. And then Iron Banner this week, uh, Saladin is actually selling an engram that you can get old year one Iron Banner gear from. So you can basically pay to get gear at this point. And so that's kind of become almost... A, it's like riding the line of a pay-to-win game. And a lot of the players aren't very happy with it at all. Uh, I mean, that's definitely... That's always a fine line to you know try and ride. You know, you need to make this money in microtransactions, DLC. Burn, you know, people are out saying, "Oh well, DLC is kind of ruined gaming," and people are saying, "Well, DLCs also helped gaming a lot." You know, you can have a lot, a lot of different games and stuff that you probably wouldn't have before. But I mean, with all these um, different business models, it's hard to figure out one that's going to win out. You know, the people, you know, people are going to do best what's best for their business. If not, they're going to turn into No Man's Sky <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> die a flaming death or whatever. But um yeah so the whole pay to win model pe- publishers and, and developers know that if you just go straight pay to win no one's going to play your game that's kind of kind of standard but yeah that that line definitely is hard to, to walk sometimes yeah i think i think well, just imagine if you were playing vanilla destiny with no with no chance of having any dlc how boring that would be how disappointing that would be yeah, totally. I mean that that got old after about three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I don't know. I've kind of gotten over the idea that a full game should cost sixty dollars. Like it's not realistic to expect game prices to stay sixty dollars forever when the prices of everything else have has increased. Um, and so either they, you know, start charging eighty or ninety bucks for games. Or they add DLC, and if you really like the game, you can buy the DLC. Or they add microtransactions and can make some extra money that way for people who want to do it. Um, but it's kind of frustrating when, to me when they add both. And it's like, you have to keep buying the expansion every few months. Uh, and also, you know, add in microtransactions if you really want to 
always have the top of the line gear and really compete. Um, so I, I don't know. It's, it's definitely a fine line and some publishers and, and developers do it well and some don't. So I read an article just today, um, specifically not for games, but for game consoles. Um, it went through and listed all the game consoles made since the year 1972 to, to current and adjusted for their 2016 inflation price. So mm-hmm. an NES back in 1985 cost $199, and for inflation price, that was $444.44. And so the Sega Master System, or Sega Genesis, sorry, was $367 when it came out in 1989. SNES was $351. I mean, we're seeing a trend, right? Because that's how much an Xbox One and PS4 mm-hmm. costs. And it's like, really, for inflation, I mean, you got some weird stuff like the Sega Saturn when it came out. It was really overpriced, $630 for <laughs> after inflation. Um, mm-hmm. But that's crazy. But like, that's why it probably didn't do very well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Nintendo 64 was 300 So, um three hundred dollars in 2016 price so you see these kind of prices when you when you judge inflation because i remember easily paying 60 bucks for an nes game Mm -hmm. back in you know at toys r us in in 1990 whatever 1989 or whatever you know my mom's like 60 dollars for a game it's like yeah well that's just the price and you know we save up all your money for it but really that's kind of you know that's probably going to be like a hundred two hundred dollars and some people sure pay that amount when you have the dlc in because you know they love the game so much like you and fifa like you don't mind right. paying the 60 dollars because yeah you, you you get enough out of it to, right. to make uh, it I'm worth probably it gonna but... play it 150 or 200 hours throughout the year you know so i i'm definitely getting my money's worth but that's not the case for everybody else right, right. I mean, exactly people who you know play it two hours and get tired of the game you right. know it's it's basically turns out to be their own fault and the, those are the per- people that are really getting mad at the company saying hey you know i got chipped out of this because you know so i because i didn't yeah. get out of it so it, i mean it could be a problem with the game company too because they didn't make a good enough game to catch even those easy players because you for you you know i mean you're a professional fifa player basically and <laughs> you know yeah. <laughs> well, so you're really good, but comparatively to most of the entry, the barrier to entry for this game, right. um, you know, it's definitely there's going to be more people on that end than more people on your end. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But you also have to consider, you know, games aren't made by ten people anymore. You know, there's there's hundreds of people um, on these big AAA titles working on these games, and it's difficult for a lot of these games to turn a profit we're, we're seeing you know video games having the same budgets as big hollywood movies um and and they have to make hundreds of millions of dollars to turn a profit and, and if they're only charging 60 dollars, that means they either got to get a lot of sales or they have to figure out another way to make some money Yeah, so we the the retail revenue of the U.S. video game industry from. Let's see, I have this stat correct. 2015 total revenues is 16.5 billion dollars. Yeah, it grossly outnumbers even just the the entertainment um, movie business, mm-hmm. and it's just it's skyrocketing. Like over the last p- couple years, it's it's definitely skyrocketed. Um, yeah, as more sure. and more gamers have kind of come into the fold, so. Um, but yeah, um, so 
Mac, did you want to talk a little bit about NHL to kind of wrap this up here? Um, uh, yeah. Um, I know there's a, there's a couple of people in our community that are big hockey fans. Um, I can think of two right now. There might be a couple other very quiet ones. But, yeah, th- this year's NHL 17 game has been an amazing upgrade. Um uh, over, I don't know about last year's. The last one I played was NHL 15, so two years ago. But they put in some really cool uh, upgrades, and uh, they they've really improved the the uh, goaltending. Um, before it was like really static and uh, poorly animated uh, goaltending, but now the the goaltender will react more realistically. Um, hmm. You'll he'll make more desperation saves and and uh you know he'll try to square up to the shooter you know stay big and try to uh to to block the puck instead of you know just moving his glove up on the wrong side (laughs) um so so yeah their their physics for the puck is, is really awesome i've had uh pucks uh, like uh hit the blocker on on the low side and then like trickle in into the goal uh, so that is super, super cool that they've included like really, really good puck physics. Um, do you know what engine they the... use on uh, NHL? Is that on the uh, Frostbite as well? You no, know, I, I, I don't know. Or are they still on Ignite? Yes, but I'd probably be wrong. They're still on the Ignite engine. Are they? Yeah. Okay. Right. I, I mean, that that's what FIFA was on up until this year. So that yeah, that's okay. that's the engine they developed for current gen sports titles, yeah, um, and I think the yeah. only reason they switched for FIFA was uh, for the story mode. Could be. I, th- I think that's the reason. Yeah. The graphics still look pretty good on it. Like they don't look as good as other uh, franchises that obviously deserve a whole lot more attention, like the the soccer and the football. Um. But yeah, players, for the most part, still really look like their real-life counterpart. Hmm. Um, but oh. yeah, some of the... Go ahead. Oh, fast is fine, but accuracy is final. Yeah. You must learn to be right. slow in a hurry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> that's, that's some good false doctrine. <laughs> Uh, but go ahead, Nick. Um, yeah, that's some of the other <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some of the other upgrades is they now uh, have uh, uh, net battles. Uh, so if you're if you're playing on the ice and you're in front of the goaltender, instead of like standing there and maybe trying to drop a knee and block the puck, you can actually uh, battle with the other opposing players in front of the goaltender and try to maybe screen the goalie a little bit more hmm. and tie up cool. those, those players a bit. Makes it a little more uh, realistic in that sense because you're not just standing there in front of the net. Um, That's cool. But one of the one, one of the biggest draws for me um, this year is the inclusion of uh, ECHL. Now, if you don't know what the ECHL is, it's uh, you've never heard of awesome teams like the Toledo Walleyes and the <coughs> Thunder. I haven't heard of um, those teams. Well, I have now. There, there is another team that 
uh, Utahns might know, and that is the Utah Grizzlies. Uh, so the, the hockey league that the Utah Grizz are uh, in but, is now in NHL 17. So I can finally play the home team in my hockey game. So just because I'm a total hockey noob, um, is there minor and majors leagues, or where does Grizzlies fall? Where does Grizzlies fall? So, in? So the Grizzlies are what's considered a double-A hockey team. So they're okay. considered professional, but not like, obviously, NHL level. Okay. Um, so so that's, probably that's be like two. the third tier, like under AHL? Yeah, they're probably yeah two, two professional leagues away from the NHL. Okay. okay. Yeah, I know, um, I know two hockey teams. Uh, the Red Wings, or the Red Wings yeah. and Mighty Ducks. <laughs> is that because of the movie that's because no i i lived i lived in san diego so they were in anaheim but but yeah it was mostly because oh, yeah. of the movie oh, i'm not gonna lie knuckle puck. <laughs> knuckle puck i remember trying to do a knuckle puck and i was like dude this what was this guy doing it's, it doesn't exist man it's not possible yeah no knuckle pucks do not exist <laughs> Like the puck can bounce weird off of the ice, and that could be sometimes called like a knuckle puck. But as shown in the movie, it doesn't exist or work. Yeah, <laughs> what? physics, bro. You're shattering my dreams. <laughs> so, yeah, they've they they've made some really cool improvements. Um, World Cup of Hockey, which uh, got over maybe uh, at at this time of recording, maybe like a week ago where all the nations uh, play. You have Canada, the U.S., which did horribly. They got beat in every single game. You have the North Yikes. American team, the Russians, the European team. Um, so you can play play those games in NHL 17 now, which is really, really cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah, it's definitely become more global. I think all these sports games are becoming more global, with especially FIFA, because FIFA, I mean, that's what it is. It's global. North America kind of doesn't even really... You know, participate too much in that ratio wise, but but FIFA is a global phenomenon, especially even the game. I know a lot of people, um, friends down I have down in South America that love playing it, and, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of yeah, it's like really the only yeah, thing it's, they play it's growing a lot too. I, I think FIFA is actually a big uh, contributor to the growth of soccer in the U.S., where yep. um, you know with with young male adults, uh, soccer is now the the second most popular sport um after football and and that's like the the biggest i'm in marketing but that's like the biggest um (laughs) most attractive target for companies to market towards because they tend to be single and have disposable income and are easily influenced by advertising and willing to spend all of their extra money um and uh soccer's growing really fast with that that target audience and fifa uh the video game is how i got into soccer um i had a friend in college who played <coughs> it, and i started playing with him and he was a big arsenal fan so by default the other team was chelsea so i'd always uh-huh. play as chelsea and now i'm a diehard chelsea fan and watch <laughs> all their games uh because i started playing fifa and, and so now i'm super into fifa and chelsea and watch tons of soccer yeah, they kind of complement each other, don't they? They're mm-hmm. kind of real life in the sports game. I mean, I know for a fact that uh, LeBron James plays a lot of uh, NBA uh, video games. <laughs> yeah. 
So it's and you you wonder if Wayne Gretzky you know has a copy of NHL Seven, right, Mac? Sleep well, playing he had off he time. had a video game back in the day. Yeah, he did, didn't he? I I pl- played Wayne Gretzky's NHL '98 on N64. That one was fun. I think my kids are playing that right now. Like not physically right now, just they they have that on their N64 and they love playing that. <laughs> it's one of the older older hockey games yeah. like it might have been like 94 or something like, i don't know yeah one of the older hockey games i remember there was a cheat code where you could make all the players tiny and <laughs> and i would always do that but it, it was funny because when you'd get in a fight the players would go to like fixed positions and you would just try to punch each other but because they were so small their arms were too short and they couldn't punch <laughs> each other and so you're both punching but nobody's hitting and then there's a timer and if no one's won by that point both players just fall over backwards <laughs> <laughs> and that was that was super goofy i i like doing that the funniest thing in the hockey games is big head mode yeah where you got all these bobblehead looking like things skating around the ice mm-hmm. well big head mode in any sports game is fun I remember in NBA Jam, we did that a lot. It was fun. <clears throat> um, I remember playing ice hockey on the NES. Do you guys ever play that? No. Uh, NES yeah. was before was the, my time. Sorry. Uh, it was the first one. It was uh, really the first hockey game. You had these little, little, you know, little character guys, like cartoon guys. Mm-hmm. And yet you can either have big fat ones or really tiny skinny ones. And <laughs> the big fat ones would always overpower everybody, but they were really slow. <laughs> and those skinny yeah. ones would, you know, run around and stuff. But we, me and my dad used to play that um, against each other all the time. And we're, we'd always try to figure out how to get in fights. That's like the whole game was trying to get into a fight with each other. <laughs> and we couldn't figure it out. We swear it was algorithm to random or something because we couldn't figure out like the trigger that would actually cause it. We'd just have to skate around each other for a while and hope, hope for the best. But, oh, man, this good times nice you can't have a hockey game without fights in it (laughs) (laughs) waiting for like the professional like like uh you know the fight starts breaking out you actually start you know throwing down and like in a boxing ring type of graphics that'd be pretty cool yeah there's actually a saying that that some people say about hockey it's like they go to a fight and a hockey game broke out Mm -hmm. (laughs) awesome well i think we're coming to an end to this podcast um i'd like to thank all our hosts and all for all you listening as well um we're gonna go ahead and quickly just give them some plugs of the week uh something cool that we've uh, do at the end of every podcast something that we've uh, found out over the month some cool a game an app movie an idea whatever that you guys should check out it's ldsg approved um i'll start it out um so amazon prime if, if any of you don't know and i it's probably very hard to not know what amazon prime is but amazon prime is free two-day shipping uh, um as a membership uh, subscription fee every month for uh, for Amazon stuff and me and my wife I mean we live by Amazon Prime like we we go to the grocery store to get groceries but everything else pretty much is bought on Amazon and we love it like it's definitely worth for us a great investment of a hundred dollars a year or whatever because it also gets us a huge basically Netflix size movie you know selection um, my kids love watching some of the original Amazon 
cartoons they have on there. They're really good for kids and stuff like that. Um, but the so Amazon recently bought Twitch um, a couple months ago. And one of the cool things um, they released, TwitchCon just happened this past week, if any of you didn't know. That's the convention where they kind of get all the streamers together um, and all the fans as well in, in, a, in a big uh, convention center type um, setting. And they announce all the fun stuff that they're going to do for the next year and do a bunch of product announcements. But one of the big cool things is they're trying to get a little more synergy between the Amazon and Twitch, because Amazon now owns Twitch, that basically if you're an Amazon Prime member, you automatically get what's called Twitch Turbo. Um, it's now renamed Twitch Prime, but Twitch Turbo is basically the subscription service. I think it's like $8.99 a month. You basically get no ads on any streamer um, videos or whatnot. And you get a couple cool emotes, and um, but there's they're just that's a really good deal. It's like Prime is one of those those subscriptions that I probably will never get rid of because they just keep adding stuff to it, and that really they only increased the price once in the last four years. But I mean, it's just definitely worth it, especially if you're a gamer, because I think also as an Amazon Prime member, you get. So what, 15% off new releases? Is that right, Matt? 20% off pre-orders and new releases within the first two weeks. I mean, that's that's incredible. I mean, like, no one does that. <laughs> I, they really want to yeah. keep those customers. I wish I could do that with digital, but it's it's just for the hard copy. Yeah, it's just for, it's just for the, the I CDs, I haven't yeah. bought a hard copy game since I uh, went current gen. Yeah, it's definitely hard. I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. Digital, my kids will eat up and chew out, spit up and chew out a CD as fast as you can say, yep. Bob Chirocle, but, <laughs> but yeah. What? Bob's your uncle? Bob's your uncle. You haven't heard that phrase before? Never heard that phrase before? No. It's I, from... I don't, I don't I have an Uncle from, Bob, sorry. I think it's from um, Mary Poppins or Chitty Chitty Bang Bang somewhere. Dick Van Dyke said it. I'll find it later. I don't know um, so much as my parents keep saying it all the time. So, <laughs> well, th thanks, said Paul. <laughs> you say, how old does that make me feel, bud? I Jeez, picked it up from parents. them too, so I say it all the time. Okay, all right. you're forgiven. <laughs> I'll have to start saying it too. That saying, "Super mega foxy, awesome hot." That's 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 cool. Fragile that's rock long, is a must, bro. Um, but yeah, I also wanted to quickly uh, also put a plug. I'm putting together a website that kind of helps streamers get streaming. So if any of you have uh, any desire to kind of learn the ropes, I've been doing a lot of research for LDSG, trying to get our streaming capabilities up for so you can see more uh, streamers. Uh, we have our community streamers, which are completely awesome. They're all very, very awesome. I'll play different types of games. Um, Martin, I know you uh, you like playing FIFA and streaming it. Right. Yep. So it's, yeah. it's just really fun, but uh, it's called uh, it's a website called Gamer Clinic. You just type that in the web browser; it goes there. <laughs> I promise. People are like Doc Clinic. They're like, what? What is that? It's like it's a new TLD domain. Figure so. I am a doctor, so hey, why not? <laughs> Doctor's orders. So yeah, go to Gamer Clinic and check out some of the streaming articles there. Teach you how to kind of get started and whatnot. And uh, Paul, I believe it's your turn. Uh, one of my picks for this week, since it's still new, uh, Forza Horizon 3. Such a good game. Even if you don't like racing games, you will love this game. Just because you can literally just do almost anything you want with a car. It's just so much fun. Can you drive? You can. 
Oh, sweet. But everything, but it's in Australia, so you're driving on the left hand side of the road, not the right hand side. Can you can you can you be a passenger? Mm, kind of. Depends can on the car. Trunk? <laughs> does, it, does it have auto vista? Is that just in the Forza Motorsport? Uh, that's just in the Motor Motorsport, I guess. Because I really in- enjoyed that. What was Auto Vista? It was just where you're like in a garage with a car, and you can go around and open all the doors and the. Oh, you can do that. Pop the hood, and and you can get in the driver's seat and turn start the ignition and hear it fire up and. Well, you can like. Like when you're in the garage, you can open the doors and stuff, and mess mm-hmm. with all of that. And then when you're like out driving, there's like a photo mode. You can take photos and stuff. And okay, there's all this other stuff that goes on. But it's nothing like full on like sitting in the garage, turn the ignition on, get in it, and all that. Yeah, and it would like it had a commentator walk you through all the specs of the car. Like it's got this much horsepower, and that'd be cool stuff. if it had that. It, it was Jeremy Clarkson before he. Uh, had his that day. whole thing <laughs> which speaking of amazon prime he's got a new show yeah on there on amazon the yeah. old top gear yeah. presenters the old top gear group now. start are starting their new show on amazon and they're it's pretty cool and they're making tons of money for it too <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> amazon had paid out the wazoo trying to trying to get them there well, but... with a show like that you have to be loaded to even do the show because you have all well, kinds of true. cars coming in <laughs> definitely true um so martin what's your uh pick yeah um my pick would be i just got a new desk and i'm enjoying not having all my gear on like a little kid's desk anymore (laughs) because i had i had this tiny cheapo walmart desk and my computer case would barely slide into the little uh area for it wasn't even really meant for a computer it had these two little shelves on the side of it and i took out one of the shelves so it was just like one big area on the side and i had my computer in there and it would barely fit like i'd have to try my hardest to angle it as i'm pulling out so i wouldn't scratch the side panel window on my computer case um but now i got this big uh desk it's like 63 inches wide i think and uh i i can't remember how deep it is but um it's from ikea it's called the becant or becant or something swedish um but yeah i put that together it's got some height adjustment to it which is nice i can get it at the right level and um is that a permanent I, height adjustment, or is it? Can it be? Yeah, it's mobile it's permanent, like well, semi permanent. Okay. You it comes with an Allen wrench that you can adjust the height, like you loosen up the bolts on the side, and you can adjust the height. But um, yeah, it's adjustable, but it's not like have a, has a little lever or a, a motor that you can adjust it at any time. Um, and it's a sitting desk, like you can't make it high enough to be a standing desk. Uh, but I really like it. I've got room now for uh, my keyboard and mouse to actually fit normally on top of my desk. And my computer's sitting on top of the desk so I can 
admire all the cool LED fans in my computer case <laughs> that make it run really fast. Just look longingly and lovingly at your LEDs. Yeah, blue LEDs make computers run faster. Everyone knows. <laughs> no, Everyone no, knows no. It's, no. Blue is cooler. Red is faster. Oh, you're right. Yeah. My computer's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but cooler is faster because you can overclock more. True, true. And I've also got room to have my Xbox One on the desk. And I've got room for a second monitor. Once I upgrade my main monitor, I'll have room for a second display on here. So it's lots of space. I'm not claustrophobic playing video games anymore, which is nice. <laughs> so it's, it's funny. I've been seeing a lot more people. Um, this is kind of the gamer's desk now. Whereas before, you know, it was an Xbox in the cl- um, under the TV. You're sitting on the couch, right? But mm-hmm. now it seems, the, I mean, the desk with the computer next to it, especially if you're streaming, even if you're not streaming, it's good to have a computer next to you, you know, check stuff out or whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like what everybody's been doing. So it's it's kind of, that's good. Congratulations to you and your wife on your beautiful desk. Thank you. She doesn't use it. <laughs> no, she's, she's allowed. You'll see her uh, streaming with me from time to time. So... Yeah, she she's allowed, but she's usually not in here. This is kind of mostly my man cave. Your man corner. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mech, uh, you're up. All right, mine is a iOS and Android app. It's a it's called Bing Big Bang Racing, and it's a neat little uh, uh, racing. A game where you're this goofy looking alien that drives a motorcycle or a jeep and you get to go through kind of like these obstacle courses where it has like exploding crates and lifts and electrical platforms and and things like that but the cool thing about the the game is that all of the levels are user generated hmm. and there are like hundreds of thousands of these things and so the the creation cool. element for these levels is really cool so you, you you do these courses and as you do them you earn rewards and the rewards are stuff that you can use for your own uh level generations that's cool uh, so you can create your own levels and contribute to the company i'm downloading it right cool. now this looks amazing <laughs> it's like it, it's kind of like trials but it kind of is kind of goofier it looks like Oh, much goofy. Yeah, I'm this this is going to be the new mobile game that I'm playing all the time. Thank you. But yeah, you can <laughs> you you can create uh, obstacle courses or you can create uh, races. You can um, get groups together and compete in in kind of tournaments. And so it's just a fun little goofy game. I've played the heck out of it. I think I've played darn near uh, I don't know six hundred levels. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it's really fun, completely free. So, yeah, if you haven't tried it out, yeah, that's, do it. That's it's awesome. That's the key to a mobile app. If you can play for quite a while, you know it's a good app because most of the time, you know, you throw away after 10 minutes, like, I can't play this. Cool. Yeah, no, this one definitely has some replayability because there are literally hundreds of thousands of levels that you can play. Yeah, that's cool. I, I love stuff like that, the user-generated 
stuff. Like I love going through and finding weird Halo Forge maps that people have created. Or Trials is another really good example where people make crazy stuff in Trials. Like you can play pinball in this motocross racing game because like, someone <laughs> figured out how to make pinball. In the, and there's just like, it's, I love seeing what people come up with in different games. All right. Well, that concludes our podcast, fellas. And there was much rejoicing. My eyebrow died. (laughs) (laughs) And they began to be astonished that we could actually run a podcast for this long without LDSG Ghost. How about that? Ghost. Some kind of miracle. Ghost eats boogers. (laughs) (laughs) That was actually, he doesn't really. That was that was part of the things he told us. To, he told us to say that. So maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Never know. I mean, Ghost is a goofy goober. So, jeez, but he ain't nothing but a chicken wing. <laughs> he is really self-deprecating. Ghost, come on. We love you, Ghost. Everyone knows we love you. Yes. Um, if it weren't for ghosts, you wouldn't have all this. Just pretty, exactly true. Well, um, looking forward to the next podcast. Hopefully, that'll be in November, considering November comes after October, or so I'm told. Maybe it'll be so, before November. Yeah, maybe that would that would switch it up, wouldn't it? I wouldn't know what to do with myself. Too many Throw people off their game. I call it the November podcast on my phone anyway, so. Uh, all right well it would be the october podcast october halloween special (laughs) halloween special there you go there you go meatball we can just talk about horror games pretty spooky five me too spooky well guys it's been a pleasure (laughs) um so we will uh We'll see you next month, maybe earlier. We know, who knows? Maybe the Gregorian <laughs> calendar will change, and, and you know we'll uh, be able to go on. So you guys have a good one, and thank you for joining us. See you, everybody. Bye bye. So long. Add on Z. Meatball. <laughs>